It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. And it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for part three of the mailbag. So for that, we bring in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly. So let's jump right back into the mailbag. Next question comes in from JP Waxer. He says, I prefer that the Jets don't spend excessive draft capital on Deshaun Watson. I want Fields and the picks in a home Homegrown success story. Namath, Snell, Riggins, Maynard, homegrown. Don't hate me for this. No one hates you. That's just how you feel. The problem with that is, sure, if you could guarantee me that Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or Trey Lance is going to be this amazing quarterback, and of course you'd rather just draft him and, as you said, have the homegrown success story. But I posted this the other day, and I think it's worth looking at based on what you're saying, because a lot of people just keep saying, just draft a quarterback, build your own guy. Well, here's the list of quarterbacks that were picked in the first round from the year 2010 to 2019. I left out last year because I think it's a little too early to start evaluating those guys after one year. So here's the list. Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson, Mitchell Trubisky, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Paxton Lynch, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater, EJ Manuel, Andrew Luck, RG3, Ryan Tannehill, Brandon Whedon, Cam Newton, Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, Christian Ponder, Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow. Those are all the quarterbacks that were picked in the first round from 2010 to 2019. How many of those guys are even good, let alone anywhere near as good as Deshaun Watson? I would say on that list, the only two quarterbacks that I think are definitely at their peak better than Watson are Andrew Luck and Patrick Mahomes. If you want to make an argument for Cam Newton, I guess you could, but that's about it. Some of these guys are pretty good. Mayfield looks like he could be a good quarterback. I don't know how good he's going to be. Is he going to be elite? Probably not. We just saw Goff traded in a deal where somebody had to give up a first-round pick just to get rid of his contract. Tannehill's pretty good now, but he's still not anywhere near as good as Deshaun Watson. This list is also littered with busts. So I think... The homegrown story is great, but the thing that you have to take into account is that Deshaun Watson is so valuable specifically because he's a proven elite quarterback. Somebody tweeted at me, and I wish I could remember who it was. This is sort of like the scenario that I once watched. I forget which game it was, but it was halftime, and somebody had the challenge where they had to throw a ball through a tire from 25 yards out. And they could do it themselves, and if they got it, they'd win a million dollars. Or 
they can hand the ball to Roger Staubach, have him do it for them, and win $100,000. So the question is, do you want to have an insanely high probability of winning $100,000 or a very low probability of winning a million dollars? This guy, in that scenario, handed the ball to Roger Staubach, Staubach threw the ball right through the tire, and the guy walked home with $100,000. So the question is, do you want a guaranteed elite quarterback, or do you want to take the monumental risk that perhaps this guy becomes Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers and is better than Watson? That's the value there, and that's why, look, even if the Jets get Wilson or Fields and they're good, we mentioned Dak Prescott before as a comp to Justin Fields. Prescott's a very good quarterback. But would you be as happy with Dak Prescott as you would be with Deshaun Watson? Of course you wouldn't. So that's where this comes into play. And yeah, of course, everybody would love to have that guy that you drafted and he spends his entire career in a Jets uniform. But you got to do what you got to do to try and win. The name of the game is getting a Lombardi trophy. And whatever is the best for that goal is what is the best for that goal. I can't tell you how to feel. That's totally up to you. If that's the way you'd prefer to go and draft a guy, fine. But to me... If a guy like Deshaun Watson is available, especially reading off those lists of names and understanding how low the chances are that you draft somebody that's going to be equal or better to Watson, I think trading for him is the absolute no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, right now, you're are you looking to uh, draft somebody that, you know, Turns out to be Mark Sanchez, Sam Darnold, Chad Pennington, uh, Ken O'Brien, and you miss out on Dan Marino. Uh, like, the Jets have tried this homegrown thing before. Uh, the, the Jets have, have struggled with it before. Uh, as much as I like all these guys, I'm not sitting here saying that they're going to be Deshaun Watson. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe one of them will. But, but, man, that's a high bar to clear because – Again, we're we're talking about Deshaun Watson right now. If we started, uh, if we did, you know, one of those fantasy drafts where you you just all every player is immediately released from their contract right now, and we're just starting completely over from scratch, and you have a, a draft to start. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going first in that draft. Guess who's going second in that draft? Mm -hmm. Of every single player in the NFL. Deshaun Watson is going second in that draft. There is not even a debate about who should be third. Deshaun Watson is going second, or who should be going second. It is Patrick Mahomes first. It is Deshaun Watson second. So you you draft one of these guys, and you you just assume that he's automatically going to become a top two player in the entire NFL. That that's a high bar to clear there. Um, so yeah, like you said, ideally, of course, you would rather just draft the guy, have him on your team, have play his whole career on your team, and you get to keep all those extra draft picks. But there, there's so much unknown there. There is no unknown with Deshaun Watson. We know what Deshaun Watson is, and he is great. He is excellent. He is amazing anything with the other guys even with trevor lawrence you're still hoping and praying that he can be close to deshaun watson that so yes of course and you're gonna have to pay to get deshaun watson but you're paying for what you know already it's it's you're paying he's a brand name you you want to go get you know 
something and it's a brand name, you know you can trust it, you know exactly what it is. Or you can go with the knockoff and you don't maybe it'll end up being better in the long run and especially on a better deal, but man, it could blow up in your face really easily. <laughs> Deshaun Watson is the guaranteed you know what he is. So you pay for that. You're willing to pay for that. There has to be a limit on how far you go, of course, but there's every reason in the world to say, yeah, I'm going to take the sure thing in Deshaun Watson. And that's why when people talk about you have to build through the draft, they're neglecting the fact that Deshaun Watson is never available any other way. The only way that you get a player of that caliber at the quarterback position is to draft him and hope that he turns into somebody like Watson. Somebody of his caliber is never available as a free agent or in a trade. So if he is available in a trade, you would have to pounce. It's not the same as even a Matthew Stafford, who I really like and would have been fine with the Jets trading for because he's 32. You're talking about somebody that could give you another 10 to 15 years barring injury. So that's why people need to readjust their calculation there in terms of you have to build through the draft because you do have to build through the draft generally unless an opportunity like this comes up, which is, let's be honest, Chris, truly a once in a lifetime opportunity if it does happen. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Nicholas Joseph. He says, do you guys prefer Samoas or Thin Mints? Thin Mints for me. I got to be honest. I can't be around Girl Scout cookies because I could eat an entire box in one sitting. (laughs) You would take the wrong answer here. Of course, you would have the wrong answer here. Um, I don't want mint anywhere near any of my food. I don't want to be I feel like I'm brushing my teeth while I'm eating delicious food. Um, and Samoas are amazing. So that's an easy answer. Samoas are the best Girl Scout cookie, and Thin Mints are the worst Girl Scout cookie. Boom, bam, easy answer. Next question comes in from Fergus Bob. He says, where would the Jets be now if McCagnan had picked Deshaun Watson instead of Jamal Adams in 2017? A much better place, I would imagine. But then again, McCagnan was so bad at drafting, he probably would have built a terrible roster around Watson. So who knows? But obviously, you would rather have the guy that, as you said, Chris, would be the number two pick overall if they were to do a draft league-wide and start from scratch. And is certainly the number two quarterback if you're talking about quarterbacks under the age of 30 right now in the NFL over Jamal Adams, who's a very talented safety, no question. One of the best in the league, if not the best, but still a safety. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, hypothetical, uh, you know, an interesting what if. You got to think that 
yeah, Mac probably still would have had as many misses in the draft after that, but they would have been able to attract some more free agents uh, and maybe a more no-brainer free agents there. So it would have been – they'd definitely be in a better place. And I also don't think that as much as we bag on the Johnsons, rightfully so, for their ineptitude as ownership sometimes, I also don't think that they would have been so inept that they – like drove Deshaun Watson to the point where he's demanding a trade. Um, so I think they would have been in a better situation for sure. Um, and of course they would just because having Deshaun Watson uh, is a, a better position. It's that simple. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I, they'd still have Mike McCagnan doing the roster shaping. So it, it's not like I'd, I'd be saying that they'd be Super Bowl contenders right now, but I do think they would absolutely be in better shape because having, I'd rather have Deshaun Watson than not. That's for sure. Unless I'm the Chiefs and I have Patrick Mahomes, I'd rather have Deshaun Watson. Next question comes in from Adam Simmons. He says, the Jets are left with many options, the best of which is Deshaun Watson and trading Darnold for a late first. But if the Jets can't land Deshaun Watson and still trade Sam Darnold, let's say to New Orleans for number 28 overall, and they have three ones and a two this year, what moves do you, Scott, and the very big deal see them making? It really depends on free agency because if they fill some needs in free agency, it could change the trajectory for the draft. But what that would do is give them three ones, a two, and two threes in addition to a fourth round pick and two fifths. So they would be loaded with ammo. They could fill a ton of needs. They could balance out what they do with those picks. You could see them draft a corner or an edge rusher with one of the first rounders, a receiver with one of them, a quarterback with one of them. So many areas that they could fill with those draft picks. So if they don't do a trade for Deshaun Watson and are able to get the 28th pick or something similar for Sam Darnold, I would expect them to be all over the map with who they draft depending on who they like and the positions they really want to prioritize. Yeah, I, and as far out as from the draft as we are, uh, and no combine, it, it's obviously hard to gauge how exactly everything's going to fall. But if they end, could end up with three first round picks plus all the extra uh, picks that they have, um, yeah, you're going to look for them. Obviously, you're going to look for them to upgrade the offensive line, especially the inside of the offensive line. You could go, you know. With I, I I can't say his name, the guard from USC. You could go with a Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma later. Um, there's so many of those guys. You could look at uh, an edge rusher. Maybe maybe if they have three uh, first-round draft picks, they use one of them to package with some later picks to trade up and get an edge rusher. Um, maybe they go after a J.C. Horn type. Maybe they see those guys available. Um and then, like you said, in free agency, because uh, I could absolutely see if they if they had three first round picks, and we're talking out of the those top four picks, they had the three first and then that early second. I'd I'd say you're probably getting at least one offensive lineman. You'd pro good chance you'd get a wide receiver, and then uh you know either an edge rusher, a corner, or a coverage linebacker. <clears throat> those those would be the five spots that I would see them most likely to get uh, with those first four picks there. Uh, well, obviously you'd be going quarterback uh, with the first one there. So I'd say three of those four picks would be from those five positions, depending on who's available at each spot. 
Next question comes in from Michael Christopher. He says, do you think it would be wise to trade Darnold before free agency to get maximum value? Or do you think that doesn't matter and the Jets could get the same package if they did it sometime before the draft? Also, are there any guys in this year's draft that you desperately want the Jets to get? For example, I love Kate Johnson, the wide receiver from South Dakota State, and Ojolari from Georgia. think both would be perfect fits. Who do you both like? So let's start with the first part of this. I do think it would probably be ideal if they traded him before free agency because then a team could get him and not have to worry about looking at other options with some sort of uncertainty. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. As long as they trade him before the draft and are able to get capital in this year's draft, that's important because otherwise you're looking at picks in next year's draft and that's not necessarily as valuable because you know the old saying about how a bird in the hand is worth more than two in the bush. So you'd rather have that draft pick right now that you can use to upgrade the team. As far as guys that I love, I haven't dug in enough on the mid-round type of guys. The only one that I really, really, really like right now beyond the obvious is J.C. Horn. Yeah, I'm going to say that... uh... With as to trading Darnold, it's definitely ideal to trade him as soon as possible. Uh, I agree with you. Obviously, you could trade him right before the draft. And hey, maybe this year somebody is even like, you know what? I'd rather have draft picks next year when we have a, a closer to normal season where we're more likely to have a combine and all that stuff. Maybe it is. But the biggest reason why I'd say it's ideal to trade Sam Darnold, we just saw the Rams trade for Matt Stafford. Uh, there's rumors flying around right now that somebody's uh, there it might possibly be a deal getting close on Carson Wentz. The longer you wait, teams are going to look at other options and they might fill other options. So if, you know, the Rams are out of the picture now, they're obviously not trading for Sam Darnold. That takes, that lessens the bidding war. If somebody else trades for Carson Wentz, that's going to lessen the bidding war even more. The closer we get to the draft, you're taking teams out of it. So, yes, it's going to – it would benefit the Jets to trade him as soon as possible. Um, but that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, if they don't make a trade in the next week or two for um, that they, they're going to keep him. It just – they're going to wait and see how they feel or whatever, but it would benefit them more. They can get the most out of him by getting the most teams involved in a bidding war. The longer they wait, the more teams might drop out and fill it in other ways. Um, That's really what it comes down to to me. But, and I would fully expect that you're going to see him traded before the draft and then they, you know, they either draft, uh, they either trade for Sean and then they trade him or they trade him before the draft, get that pick and put that to use this year. That's going to wrap up part three of the mailbag. As always, thanks to the very big deal, Chris Nimbley, for coming on and answering questions with me. Make sure that you're following him on Twitter at CNimbley and at Jets Insider and reading his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com. He's got a lot of great stuff coming your way. So if you're not reading what he's got up there right now, get caught up, and then you'll have plenty of time stocked away to check out the new things that he's working on and is going to have up very, very soon. By the way, here's a date for you to keep in the back of your mind. March 1st. Write it down. Grab a marker, grab a pen, grab a pencil, whatever it is you want to use. A sewing marker, that's what I typically like to use for something that I want put in permanent marker. March 1st, big date, something special coming your way. I know you may be asking yourself, 
what is happening March 1st. But for now, that's for me to know and you to find out. But trust me, you are really, really going to like it. Mark that down. March 1st, big day. And I'll be reminding you plenty of times on the show over the next couple of weeks. So even if you don't write it down, I'll drill it in your head. Don't worry about that. In the meantime, though, make sure that if you like the show, you head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. Be back tomorrow with another great show. Loaded content all this week. Some fantastic guests as we continue to give you wall-to-wall coverage of this team in the offseason. Free agency previews coming up, all kinds of news, roundtable episodes. We're going to dive in on these quarterbacks, keep talking about all the news and rumors surrounding the team. So, so much to get into each day here on the podcast, and we will be back with a brand new episode tomorrow. But until then, enjoy the rest of President's Day, and for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and turnonthejets.com. <laughs>